0: Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Diane Kleber from Paradox join us. Diane, I would love for you to introduce
1: yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Thank you so much, Shauna, and thank you for having me here today today. As you said, I'm Diane Kleber, and I am the VP of Sales Enablement at Paradox. If you're not familiar with Paradox, we help companies with their talent acquisition. So we do this through our text and conversational AI chat tool, and we have so much fun in doing this, and I'm having so much fun in this role in sales enablement. It's actually... My first official sales enablement role, but I say all the time, and this is part of my background, I have been a seller, a sales leader, and a sales enablement, oh, I don't know, I I wouldn't call myself a guru, but passionate about sales enablement my entire career. It's like one of these things that I feel like from the moment, and I started in high school selling shoes at a shoe store, right? And from the moment I sold that first pair of shoes, I'm like, oh, I'm sold myself. This is what I want to be doing and have really throughout my entire career been focused on helping sellers be the best they can be. And that through training, through coaching, through leadership, and have had so much fun my entire career doing this.
0: Well, I'm excited to have you here then, you know, based on your experience surrounding enablement and, you know, as you mentioned, y- you do have experience as a sales leader as well. From your perspective, what is the value of enablement for sales leaders?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. It's so interesting because sales leaders prior to sales enablement being its own thing, right? Its own space. Sales leaders had to do it all right they had to absolutely lead team through all efforts pipeline and helping them to be be the best that they can be even doing training and whatnot and now what's super exciting is this is this is a team effort right so i love the fact that i get to work with the other sales leaders at at paradox and we put our heads together and really try to figure out exactly what our team needs quarter over quarter so that we can achieve our goals. So the value of enablement for sales leaders is, I think, number one, that they're not doing it alone. I, I know that I, when I was a leading sales teams, even though I was one of many leaders within the company, I felt like I was alone many times, right? And so the enablement teams that are now out there, were partnering up with those sales leaders and, and really making a difference. So the value of those sales leaders is that they can focus on exactly what they need to related to deals, deal strategy, and those types of things, and allow folks like myself who can really work on elevating the sales team to, to the next level.
0: I think that's absolutely true, that there is a ton of value delivered to sales leaders from enablement. One area where I often see enablement partner really closely with sales leaders is around coaching. And I noticed that on LinkedIn, coaching is kind of one of your areas of expertise. How has your background as a sales leader influenced how you create coaching programs?
1: Coaching is, I I, re- I will say that's that's my passion in In both sales leadership and the enablement side. And I think the time that I spent as a sales leader has greatly influenced how I'm developing programs now. By, you know, I was in the weeds and I had the experience of sellers of different levels. You know, there were folks that this was their first job, and then there were some that had been doing it for years and years. And each of those reps have a different. A different need, and they have a different set of skills. And so, the thing that's beautiful about coaching is that it meets those folks where they are. That's the goal, right? Training, on one hand, says, "Okay, we have this track, and we we know these these folks need this knowledge." Where coaching is like, "I want to meet you where you are and help you get to the next place you want to be." So by being that sales leader and understanding, like I would, at one point I was managing 17 individual contributors, which is way too many. Everybody knows that, but 17 individual contributors, direct manager. And so that's 17 one-on-one meetings in a week. And every single one was different, every single one. So now as I work on coaching programs, it's focused on how do we allow each of the reps to be their individual selves to meet them where they are? And the other side of it too, is I feel very strongly that everybody's doing, you know, everybody shows up really trying to do their best every day. So we don't want to make anybody wrong. We want to help them find the best way for them to be right in that given day. And so really a lot of thought goes into, How do we create a coaching program that allows that to happen, but at the same time has a container or a space that really allows you to measure the growth and the change of of a rep? And so there's a a number of components that absolutely go into that.
0: And as you... As you mentioned there there are a lot of different types of coaching. You've you've mentioned one-on-one coaching. Can you maybe share with our audience the difference between one-on-one and group coaching and uh, maybe your perspective on on either the value of both but in particular one-on-one coaching?
1: I think they both have really a great a great value. Like group group coaching I th- I find is centered around generally centered around a topic or an event, and it relies on peer involvement and sharing of wisdom. And so I think those are fantastic coaching sessions. And an example of that would be, I've had some coaching programs where we ask, we ask reps to bring a call recording to a session and say, you know, maybe it's around a given topic or it might be a snippet of that recording. And they play that recording, and then we all kind of put our heads together on what we heard, how how that, that rep could make it better, and just offering suggestions. We do that, too, with deal strategy sessions, same type of thing. So group coaching, really great for that peer brainstorming and shared wisdom. One-on-one coaching, on the other hand, one of the things that I particularly love about the one-on-one coaching is it allows that that rep to be the unique seller, unique person that they are, right? And it also allows them to be vulnerable, authentic, right? Because coaching, I, when I do one-on-one coaching, I establish, you know, this is a safe space and everything that we talk about remains confidential. And so in a really great one-on-one coaching session, that rep can get to the place where they're like okay I do want to get better these are the challenges I have and they can be honest with themselves honest with me if they're coaching with their you know if they're with their manager just having that really open open conversation and that allows a level of accountability with that and I just want to call out in the 1 on 1 coaching I see 1 on 1 coaching having two two different types. There's number one, skill coaching. That's things like, hey, you know, I'm struggling with X and I need to know how to do it better. You know, there's things like call reviews. We can we can evaluate calls and meetings with a rubric and, you know, we can have specific skills we're seeking. Skill coaching is fantastic. And that tends to be a little bit more of a conversation around what can I say, what should I do, was the timing, the pace, you know, those types of things, those kinds of conversations. Whereas there's another layer of coaching that is around growth. And this is where an, a rep is saying, I think I'm doing an okay job, but I want to, I know I want to be better, get better. But it's not a specific skill. It's more around, well, I'll be honest, it's really up to that particular individual, what's important to them, where they want to go, what they want to work on. So for example, I've been in coaching sessions where someone just wants to work on just attitude and and showing up day after day, because sales is hard, right? We all know this and it, and it takes, takes a lot out of you and you have to really have amazing attitude day after day. And how do you do that? And so sometimes that's what we're talking about is how do we bring the right energy to a day? Whereas an, another rep can come in and say, I'm absolutely struggling with getting my workouts in. And that's so important to me in my professional life as well as my personal life and so sometimes a coaching session is around how they are going to find the way to get their workout in so the growth coaching is really the the fun stuff but the skills coaching at the same time those little tactical things help make that person better day after day so it's it's fun it's great i love the one-on-one
0: I love that as well. How does, how would you say mindset plays a role in kind of the effectiveness of one-on-one coaching and what mindset would you recommend leaders have when they go into a one-on-one
1: session with a rep? Oh, mindset is, mindset's actually really, really huge on both sides. Let me start with, you know, the rep themselves. I think, you know, everybody could probably Probably relate to this. You can't be coached if you don't want to be coached, right? And so the rep needs to show up saying, Yes, I'm here. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to allow myself to be coached. The flip side of that is the leader. And one of the things I know when I prepare myself for a coaching session is I. It's almost like a little mantra that I say before I even get on a call, I have to give myself the space to let go of everything I was doing prior to that session, providing focus, turn the phone off, you know, step away from everything, but then actually saying to myself, my role here is to help this rep discover all the possibilities for themselves. So it's, it's funny that coaching is a lot like doing a really great discovery in the sales process, in that you don't have to know the answers to the questions, you just have to know the right questions to ask. And so, the mindset of curiosity, I think, is the most important thing a sales leader not, needs to have. I know that there's been times where myself, there's maybe a day where I'm just not 100% focused and there. And we've all done this thing, too, where it's like, oh, I I think I know what they're going to say next, you know, making that that assumption. And if you can have the mindset of curiosity, openness, and I'm here to ask the right questions. So this person really figures out on their own where they need to go. Those are the best the best coaching sessions. So Mindset is, is huge in this. And there's actually, I would say for anyone who is listening and thinking about starting a coaching program or bringing more coaching into your leadership role, I would even suggest if you have a day where you're like, "Mm, I just don't feel like I'm ready, or I don't know that I'm in the right mindset, I would say, don't do the session. It's, it's actually better to say that and say, I think we need to come back to this another day, another time when I'm in the right space, you know, to work with you. So mindset's huge. That's absolutely fantastic.
0: And do you maybe have some recommendations or advice for next steps post coaching call? Is there a process that you use for ensuring that the behaviors that were discussed in the coaching were actually implemented? Um.
1: Yes, I think there's a couple ways to do this and I've done it a few different ways. My favorite is having the rep hold themselves accountable. So creating an accountability plan that we co-create, right? I could certainly set up a number of accountability structures, but really if if we want, if they, meaning the rep, wants to really have change and really grow they are the ones that need to create the accountability plan. So I like the method of let's co-create what's the plan that they, you know, need to or want to follow. And then even going as far as seeking an accountability partner. It's one thing to be, you know, to say to your, your sales leader or coach, if you're working with separately, you know, with either a leader or a coach or both. It's one thing to say it to them but then it's another thing to say it to a peer a friend and so an accountability plan can look a lot of different ways and a lot of times requires some visual triggers or, or cues right I know some folks like post it, some like you know notepads some like images that they have to put up like what is the cue that you need to put in place to remember the habit that you're trying to create here but The flip side of this is in like an actual um, structured coaching program, there could be an actual document. So just like I'm a huge fan of in sales one-on-one meetings, which are different than sales one-on-one coaching sessions, but having some kind of a document where everybody's keeping track of what we talked about and it's a shared document that both the sales leader and the rep are able to access and, and reference. So same same with the with the coaching, you know, having that accountability plan, but also having a document where you're keeping track of what are the behaviors, um, specifically when we're talking about skills coaching, because skill skills coaching, as I mentioned before, I love I'm I'm a fan of a rubric, you know, especially if we're evaluating calls or a manager sitting in on an actual meeting, let's have that rubric, let's document that and actually document what that rep wants to work on so that you can go back the next time and say, okay, how's it going? And really see if there's other tactics and other, other things that we need to talk through. I love
0: that. Last question for you, Diane, how can coaching
1: impact sales productivity? It's funny that that you asked this because I just had this conversation with our CRO uh, last week. I have Certainly in my career, seen a lot of different methods for increasing or impacting sales productivity. Training is obviously huge, right? There's certain things that everybody needs to know to become more productive. Tools, right? And technology are such a huge part of sales productivity and making sure that every team member knows how to use those tools. So important. But I really think, and especially with newer newer reps, and what I mean by newer, it could be someone early in their career or someone new to the organization, which we've had this huge growth at Paradox. So we have a lot of folks who've joined the team in the last six to nine months. And coaching, I think, and especially one-on-one coaching, I think ha- actually has the greatest impact on those newer sellers, you know, and really working with them on both the skills as well as the growth and taking the time to meet with them. You know, it's like the 1% rule, right? You know, if you can get 1% better every day, then by the end of the year, you're going to be in an amazing space. So coaching can impact not just productivity, but actually can impact, i the the end results you know the um the revenue that that is the result of the coaching and i think any organization if if you have those new sellers if you have and, and you know and i don't want to limit it just to the newer sellers too i have worked with a number of um reps who are you know they've been going along in their career and they almost get a little stagnant you know and they they kind of do what they do. They say what they say. And the coaching has taken them to the next level where they learn some new tricks and you can teach old selling dogs, new tricks and become more productive. So I really think it has a huge impact. And if, if I could say what would be the the best thing you can do for your sales team, it would be to, to work in a, a coaching program if you don't already have one.
0: I love that. Diane, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your insights on coaching. It's been a fantastic conversation.
1: Thank you. It has been such a pleasure. As you can probably tell, I love it. I'm passionate about it. And it actually makes me want to, when we when we leave this session here, go go coach someone.